Which Jacksonville Jaguars should you be buying right now? And is this a team that maybe you should be fading a little bit in Dynasty Leagues? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get 50% off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Go ahead, use promo code LOCKEDON at the checkout. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. We are continuing on with our team breakdowns, buys, sells for your dynasty rosters. This week we covered the AFC South, but we've already, we've already covered the AFC North. We've already covered the AFC East. So go back if you missed them and stay tuned. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode because we're we're doing some work here. We're going to help you build the ultimate dynasty. Marcus, happy Friday. Uh, happy Friday, Kate. We're going to get into some buys, sells, and holds here. But before we begin, I just I, a little bit of news I have to share with you. Because I feel like you would appreciate this. Um, I had a Pop-Tart for breakfast today for the first time in, I don't know, probably 12 years. My daughter wanted them at the store. I'm like, oh. yeah, you know what? I'll try a cookies and cream Pop-Tart. I don't want to say it's the 101 of breakfast foods wow. or breakfast pastries, but it's up there. It was really, really good. Okay. Um, so I have to wonder, are you like a s'mores pop tart guy or are you a, like, I feel like there's, so I don't like the, I don't like the strawberry and the fruit. Like the, yes, I if do. you are a brown sugar person, please turn off the podcast right now. We do not want you as a listener. We are hey. a cookies and cream, hot fudge Sunday uh, <laughs> pop tart podcast. I am. I'm all about like the chocolatey, like, I, I don't know. Get oh. your strawberry Pop-Tarts out of here. I want nothing to, I don't care about your fruity filling. I want yeah, I, chocolate for breakfast. Yeah. If we're having a Pop-Tart, you, you know, it's not going to be a healthy experience. So you might as well just uh, thoroughly enjoy it. So uh, I'm oh. ready to go after my Pop-Tart and my coffee this morning. I, that's the breakfast of champions, I believe. Well, now I'm I'm so sad because cookies and cream is my absolute favorite. So Hashtag built bar. Um, <laughs> I love everything, everything cookies and cream. I, like I, I could, I like I could eat something really disgusting as long as it was just covered yeah. in cookies and cream flavoring. So yeah, so um, that's to good to know. Come, come my dynasty rosters, my dynasty rosters are brought to you by uh, cookies and cream pop tarts. Apparently. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's uh, let's actually talk about what people came here to listen to, and that's dynasty football. Let's talk about the Jacksonville. It's not Jaguars. our breakfast choices. No, I guess not. Uh, who is your biggest buy on this Jacksonville team? Because spoiler, I want to buy everybody. Spoiler, I had a hard time coming up with my dynasty buy, yeah. and like the thing that kind of bugs me about this team is I think everybody could be a value, right? And that's where I'm at with this team. Everybody could be a value because, I mean, just given the situation that the Jaguars have been in, like mm-hmm. in the tumult and bad coaching and bad decisions and like bad personnel, it's been a colossal disaster. So that makes it really hard to 
really assess what this team might do if they're actually in a position to contend and win and, you know, put good, good things on the plate for their rookies. But, you know, I don't think any of these players really have a ton of value. Like, you know, I, I do think that I need to be acquiring some shares of Trevor Lawrence, right? 22 that's, years That's old. the player for me. Trevor Lawrence, can, he, he's the guy that I want to buy right now. Here's my question, though. Why is he still the quarterback 12? It doesn't really feel like he's lost much value whatsoever after an absolutely disastrous rookie season. I mean, See, that, that's I don't funny think we talk enough about that. that. See, that's funny that you she mentioned that when I went and looked at his uh, current ranking, I'm like, oh, he's quarterback 12. That seems like a huge value, right? And the, I think the thinking behind it is after this year, you're not going to be able to get him at quarterback 12 prices either way, right? Because if he's bad, you know, it's going to turn into a Sam Darnold situation where we've got two years of bad film, bad production, and all of a sudden we're ranking you outside of the top 20 quarterbacks. Like that's just going to happen. But if he's good and he turns into what we saw Josh Allen do in year two, what we saw Justin Herbert do in year two, um, Patrick Mahomes in year two, he's going to be a top five quarterback. So I, I'm looking at him as somebody who I can acquire relatively cheap at quarterback 12 with in a year from now, all of a sudden he's a top three, top four dynasty quarterback. See, that is that's sort of my biggest question is, like who would I be looking at moving or who would I project him to move ahead of? Cause I'm looking at the top, you know, 12 dynasty quarterbacks and I see Trey Lance. I see Jalen hurts. I see Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. I have a, a harder time believing that he's going to jump all of these guys. Russell Wilson, even 33 years old, and he's he's finally probably gonna get the keys to his own franchise. Like I, I would trade all those guys for Lawrence, every one of them. So that just shows okay. you where I'm at with Lawrence as a, as a buy right now. I just it, it's a risky. It's like a stock, right? It's a it's a risky stock because there's a really good chance that if he struggles this year, you're gonna see his value significantly decrease. I, I just think that the ceiling is so high, especially in Doug Peterson's offense. I, I think when you go from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson, who has had several quarterbacks, several different quarterbacks finish as QB1s, I, I just think he's going to be so much better this year. I mean, do you have any concerns, though? So, like, we were I, – I, I mean, the the level of disasterness for Trevor Lawrence, mm -hmm. I mean, it was, like, unfathomable. Um, you know, had – Two fewer passing touchdowns than Jameis Winston, who played seven games. Are you chalking this all up to be a product of the offense, a product of the situation, a product of the personnel? I think it's I think it's a product of just everything else around him. Uh, most dynasty sites have Trey Lance listed or ranked ahead of Trevor Lawrence, and Trey Lance only was able to start two games because Jimmy Garoppolo got injured, right? If Lawrence didn't play at all last year, do you think his value would be significantly higher? The answer is probably yes. Is that fair to Lawrence? I, I don't know. I just think the talent around Lawrence got significantly the be better. The coaching staff got better. He's going into year two. He's only 22 years old. 
I just think he's a player that I want to take a chance on because I know the talent. Kate, you kind of you saw it in flashes, right? The the final game against the Colts. I mean, he was incredible in that game, and the stats might not necessarily backed it up, but you can see the flashes of him being the next Justin Herbert, the next Josh Allen. Like he's obviously got that kind of potential. He's got upside, um, but like looking back before he played his rookie season, um, let's go back to May of 2021, just fresh off of being drafted as the quarterback one off the board. He was QB seven. And, you know, again, the guys ahead of him, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, we know they're sticking there, right? Justin Herbert ahead of him. Um, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, he's the one that's fluctuating a little bit. Dak Prescott, again, one of those ones that have fluctuated a little bit. But honestly, the quarterback ADP has not really shaken up much over the past year. So for Trevor Lawrence to have only dropped QB7 down to QB12 after that season, I don't really think you're getting as much value. But I do agree. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, the prospect, you've got to buy in uh, and you've at least got to get a couple of shares on your dynasty rosters uh, because the upside's there. But I do think that there's probably more value to be had in a guy like Zach Wilson, who also didn't have a fantastic rookie season, um, just because the cost is so much lower. And I think, you know, especially in, in, you know, this rushing QB age, I think there's a lot of depth at the quarterback position. And, you know, I, I think a lot of these guys, even if it's not fancy on the field play, I, I think that when it comes to your dynasty roster, you're able to construct a roster, even if you're playing with guys that are maybe lower end um, QB one. Cause I, I just think Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, those are the only guys that are going to win you every single week. And, and that's probably going to stay right around the case, but I think everybody else, like, are you going to have uh, preferences? Yes. But, I don't know. I I just feel like there's so much potential for fantasy points from all of these quarterbacks where I I don't know. I I started this off saying that I wanted to buy Trevor Lawrence and I feel like I didn't. uh, You didn't do a good job of convincing yourself. No. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I I would go out and do this. I I just, I've got a lot of faith in the player. I got a lot of faith in Doug Peterson. Do you think they've upgraded the offensive weapons as much as you would have liked to see? Because uh, Travis Etienne will get him back this year. Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. It's at least a competent wide receiver core compared to what we saw last year where DJ Tark was out. They were running out. I mean, you look at their leading receivers last year, Kate. Aquan Treadwell, Tavon Austin, Jamal Agnew, who was a special teamer before this year. Like, it's not 100%. great. 100%. I, I think there's been a significant jump, but when you're comparing the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver core to literally pretty much any Fair. wide receiver core in the NFL, it's still it's average at worst. best. Yeah, I, I would say at the very best is average, but I think it's a competent group of guys that you can put out there. Now, if you've got Christian Kirk playing in slot, Marvin Jones is on the outside and you kind of rotate in. Zay Jones, who had a nice season last year, it's at least guys that have made plays in the NFL before and weren't considered massive busts. So I'm buying Trevor Lawrence. I want to hear about your buy uh, in just a second. But before we do that, 
I want to tell you guys about Blue Nile. If you're looking for fine jewelry for that special woman in your life, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat. Uh, and you can help, they'll help you find a gift at every single budget. Uh, you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Dynasty listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that is promo code LOCKEDON, uh, to, to get $50 off, $500. Plus, every single order is insured, it ships free, and it arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Go to BlueNile.com today to get, again, $50 off, $500. All right. Do you have a buy that you want to mention? Because I kind of took up with that whole segment talking about Trevor Lawrence. Um, well, if you'll remember back, uh, Trevor Lawrence was technically my buy. <laughs> even though That's I fair. Didn't, I didn't do you want to move on to sell selling then? it? Um, I, I think I'm going to do a sell. So, again, here's the issue with this team for me. It just kind of comes from like how much value is there to be gained for, from these players, even if they play at their absolute best this season. And that's why I'm, I feel like I'm more so in a holding pattern with most of these guys. But my sell, uh, I'm going to roll with Evan Ingram, who mm. I'm not mm. sure how you're feeling about, but I do think you should sell for what you can to anybody who's just kind of hoping that he's going to regain some value in Jacksonville, maybe get a nice second contract. He's 27 years old, which tends to be like that kind of ripening age for tight ends. Um, that could be when he comes into his prime, but we saw his best season as a rookie. And literally since then, it's just gotten kind of worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Every single year. Um, and again, going back to the offense, like, yes, not not an ideal situation there with the Giants, um, not surrounded by great weapons, not with the right quarterbacks. Like, it, it's just been kind of a, a hodgepodge. Honestly, kind of reminding me of what the Jacksonville Jaguars have been going through. Do I think any of that's going to be significantly better this year? I don't really think so. Um, looking at what Evan Ingram has done um, just over the last like five seasons, uh, that's his sample size. He had his best season in yards per route run, which he ranked number one overall uh, in all tight ends in his draft class in yards per route run. It's a very sticky metric. It's very good at at indicating are like are these players going to be earning more snaps if they're or earning more targets, if they're running more routes because they're, they're efficient with those routes and every single season um, since his sophomore season, he's fallen further and further and further in that metric. He doesn't offer much as a blocking uh, as a blocker. He's blocked on just 4.6% of his snaps yeah, he's so far receiver. in his career. Yeah. He is a slot receiver. So, Marcus, that circles me way back to Christian Kirk. And is there enough room in this offense for both of these guys to be successful? I don't think so. I mean, Christian Kirk, 25 years old, but he had his one 
really successful season in 2021 when he finally lined up as a slot receiver. Mm -hmm. That is essentially the role that Evan Ingram here is coming into play. I don't, I I'm kind of just confused as to where Evan Ingram's going to fit into this, this mess. And I think if this season doesn't go well, what, what comes of his future? Where is he going yeah. to get his next contract? He's probably not going to get a great one. I'm looking to sell Evan Ingram right now while he's still youthful, while there's still plenty of question marks on board as to, um, you know, maybe the upside's still there. But I mean, even for fantasy, just hasn't cracked uh, more than 10, uh, more than 10 top 24 weeks at the tight end position. Even in 2017, his best season, his 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 tight end five performance, he only cracked the top 24 tight ends 11 times in his yep. 15 games. Yep. Like, and I feel like that's a relatively low bar for the tight end position. I don't think his ceiling's incredibly high. I'm just, I, I think that you can recoup some value. I looked up some trades, uh, recent trades on dynasty league football Evan Ingram for MVS and the 204. Yeah, give, give me give me the 204 side. Very easily. Yeah. Evan Ingram or a 2023 second round pick. Yeah, I, I'm assuming these are uh tight end premium leagues. Still, give me give me the second round pick in 2023. Evan Ingram and the 402. 402 for Calvin Ridley who, yes, is suspended this yeah, year, but yeah, probably yeah. going to score a similar amount of points to tight end Evan Ingram. Like, I just, I think that um, I, I'm failing to see the upside here for Evan Ingram, though we know, like, the talents there. We haven't seen it since his rookie season, and I do think that that was largely a product of the fact that he saw, I think, approximately 17 million targets. Like That's the official I, number, I'm, by the way. Yeah, that is uh, that's an actual stat I pulled from the stat sites. We are acknowledging that you are selling low on Evan Ingram. He's currently uh, tight end 20 on Dynasty League football right now. Um, But if you can sell him for Logan Thomas or your guy, Austin Hooper or Adam Troutman or John Smith or something like that, I I think we're both in favor of that. I do want to mention just a straight up second round pick. I'm down for that. Should mention that the, the, Jaguars did give him a decent deal, a one-year, I believe it was like $10 million. Uh, so a, a, a nice chunk of money, but not a long-term commitment. They did give a long-term to commitment to, to Christian Kirk. So it's very possible that Evan Ingram could have a nice season. You know, maybe he gets 600, 700 yards, and then he just moves on, and he looks for the next big payday somewhere else. And that's just not the, really the most stable situation here. So if you can move them for somebody else that you you like them a little bit better or you you like the long-term outlook better, I, I, I get it. I, I don't disagree with that call at all. I, I just don't see I just don't see him being a top 15 tight end in Jacksonville anytime soon. Well, and the question mark comes to like, you know, this is why I'm willing to sell low. So he's tight end 20 right now. Where do I see his value at the end of this season? Uh, I don't know. Tight end 25, tight end 28. Like, and if, if he I has a good see... year, and if he has a good year, you're still probably talking about tight end 17, tight end 18. So there's just not a lot of room for improvement, right? 
Yep. And that's why I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm out on Evan Ingram. Get what you can while you can. Yes. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take one more quick break to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including news, odds. Uh, also, this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, MMA and UFC. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate, to finish out the show, who is your dynasty hold for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm holding Travis Etienne, which I... Huh? That's the one for me as well. I feel like uh, despite the fact I thought we were going to come into this and have a ton of disagreements, but I don't think we had as many as I expected here. I'm probably more leaning on buying him than sell. Well, no, I'm definitely leaning more on buying him than selling him, but I I think overall he's just a hold, but go ahead. So, I mean, my, my hold instead of buy is again, just a product of me, not totally knowing how this offense is going to look. Um, if I had to say, like, if you told me you can't hold, you have to buy or sell I'm buying, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the upside is just absolutely tremendous. We saw Travis Etienne come out of college and just absolutely dominate as a receiver. He was the best receiving running back, uh, in the 2021 class. And like, there's no, I don't really think there's any debating that whatsoever, um, uh, we saw the report that rapport that he had with Trevor Lawrence in Clemson. I do think that's going to carry over. And I do think again, courtesy of the fact that I don't think they did much with this receiving core whatsoever, though they, they still did in a way. Um, I, I don't think they did enough that they're not going to need to lean on the running back to get the chains moving to, um, you know, function in that third down role. I think the upsides there, um, but the part that keeps me from wanting to go out and buy necessarily is definitely just the question marks about the Jaguars in general and not so much about Etienne, the prospect. Can I, can I make the case for Etienne as a, as a buy? Yes. All right. So we got to remember it's a, it's a whole new Coaching staff and front office. It's a whole new world. ETN is the player that Jacksonville has invested the draft capital in, right? They spent a first-round pick. James Robinson was with the previous regime. um, So Trent Baalke did not bring him in. He's also coming off, a, I believe, a torn Achilles in week, week 16, week 17 of last year. Seems very unlikely that he's going to be ready for year one. And we kind of know that undrafted free agents like James Robinson who are switching, you know, front office and coaching staff, they just typically get tossed to the wayside a little bit. Um, The only other investment Jacksonville has at the running back position is Snoop Connor, which is a day three pick from this year. There's this real opportunity that ETN could be the lead back here and play 65, 70% of the snaps. He's got the rapport with Trevor Lawrence. This was one of the best receiving backs, that, as you mentioned, to come out of college football. 
And we know that Doug Peterson loves to throw running back or throw the ball to the running backs out of the backfield. So there's a chance that he's getting 75, 80 targets right away as a receiver and being the lead back and being the goal line back. And you're, it's only costing, you know, he's, he's RB 18 on dynasty league football right now. He's one of the few running backs in that range that has legit three down potential um, and is only 23 years old. I, I, I'm leaning towards buying him. Saw a 12.2% target share throughout his college years in Clemson. Uh, that ranks in the 87th percentile among running backs. Very high target share. And I think he earned those targets. I, I definitely think there's potential. And looking at those being drafted around him right now, I do think that perhaps he has the most like unlocked upside. Another guy that is in that range that I I would take over him at this point is Aaron Jones, even though Aaron Jones is an old man. Um, mm-hmm. But just because we know like the touchdown dominance, we know um, we know what Aaron Rodgers does, even when he has no wide receivers. Um, like that's that's one of these guys that I'll take above him. But uh, maybe I will. Maybe I will buy. Uh, Travis Etienne this weekend, uh, send out some offers. What am I going to have to send out, uh, in my dynasty leagues to, to get Travis Etienne? What's the most you're willing to pay? Well, we have seen a little bit of an uptick in value over the last week because people have gotten excited about some of the OTA stuff. And if you haven't seen the OTA, OTA news, uh, the beat writers are saying that he looks really good. He's not coming off the field. He's a, a really natural pass catcher. Um, but here's some recent trades over the last three or four days on Dynasty League Football. Travis Etienne for Terry McLaurin. I'm taking the Etienne side all day long. What about you? Yep. Travis okay. Etienne. Travis Etienne for Drake London. Give me Etienne all day long. Ooh, I think that one's more a little more dependent for me on what your needs are. Um, do you need a, a wide receiver? Do you need a running back? But yeah, I Travis, lean Drake London, but that's as a a big fan of Drake London. Travis Etienne for Ezekiel Elliott and Adam Thielen. Come on, guys. Come yep. On. Uh, Travis Etienne for pick 105. Doing that in a heartbeat. Oh. Yep. Uh, Travis Etienne for Cam Akers, straight up. This is one. Etienne, easy. Yeah, and Cam Akers is ranked significantly higher. He's currently RB9. I don't get that. Uh, there's, Would there's you not... trade Etienne for Brees Hall straight up? No. Okay. That's, right. that's so that's where I, we draw the line. Yeah, and and Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, those guys all all I would take over ETM. But once we get into the Kenneth Walker, uh Saquon Barkley range, yeah, that's that's where I'm perfectly content taking ETN and taking the upside there. Beautiful. I love it. Okay, so we're kind of on the same page. Again, I thought we were gonna come in here. Punches would be thrown. I, I no, don't know it's what just, to expect. I, I think I'm a little bit more optimistic about this offense, but I think we have the same idea when it comes to the players and which ones to to buy and which ones to, to maybe avoid. I think that's fair. I, I do. I believe in Doug Peterson. If anybody can turn this team around, it is going to be Doug Peterson. So have at it, my man. And like, let's see what you can do. I, I just wish they would have given Doug Peterson uh, just some better better pieces um, to to play around with. But this is a long term rebuild, right? I, I think they know like 
Did they overpay for Christian Kirk? Yes, they did. I mean, everybody knows that. The best but are they paid a better... slot receiver in the NFL. Yeah, but but is he an upgrade over what they had last year? Absolutely. And, and that's the most important. I think like next year, you'll see that be the year they draft a receiver high. Maybe that's the year they try to go out and get like a true number one outside guy. Or maybe they'll trade a pick for an outside guy that, that can help Trevor Lawrence in one-on-one situations. But I think they just needed to get their offense back to being competent. And I think signing guys like Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and, and doing things like that allow you to do that. So I, I think you're going to see a significant jump from what we saw Trevor Lawrence and the offense look like last year. But the biggest jump will come in 2023 once kind of everything is settled and the talent's actually good. All right. Let's see how this go. rolls, baby. All right. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen of the day. Now make Locked On NFL podcast your second listen. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL, NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. You can check our show out. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube. You can follow the show at Lockdown Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Eat a Pop-Tart, and we'll see you back here on Monday. <laughs>